owners of Ramsey Solutions. It's the Ramsey Show, where debt is dumb, cash is king, and the paid-off home mortgage has taken the place of the BMW as the status symbol of choice. We help people build wealth, do work that they love, and create actual amazing relationships. Thank you for joining us. George Campbell, Ramsey Personality, is my co-host today. Our phone number is 888-825-5225. Lee is with us in Omaha, Nebraska. Hi, Lee. How are you? I'm doing well, Dave. How about you? Better than I deserve. What's up? Well, I wanted to give you a little quick history. I talked to you about five years ago after reading The Money Makeover. I, at that time, I was three years away from retirement. Uh, I called and told you that I had paid off everything but my house, and I wanted to get an annuity in my IRA to make my house payment. And you advised me against that and told me to take a withdrawal and pay off the house. Well, against the advice of my friends, I did that. So I've been debt-free for the last five years, and it's a pretty darn good feeling. So I appreciate the advice. But what's happening now is these same friends are telling me I need an inflation hedge and that I should withdraw money from my IRA and put money down on a couple of rental properties so that they increase in value over the next few years. But my problem is I have quite a bit of my IRA in uh, tips staggered. So they come due at different times and I bonds. So I'm making eight, 9% now I'm only withdrawing three. So my wife tells me why in the world would you want to be a landlord and have leaky toilets and calls in the middle of the night and all that. So my question to you, Dave is do I listen to my friends? Or do I listen to my wife? Well, that's a no-brainer. <laughs> then we could talk about the advice, too. But, I mean, okay. uh, Proverbs says, Who can find a virtuous wife for her worth is far above rubies? The heart of well, her husband safely trusts her, and he will have no lack of gain. If your I wife like isn't a nag and she is a wise, virtuous woman, her worth, her, her wisdom is will cause you to have no lack of gain as opposed to stupid friends. And there's <laughs> lots of people have stupid friends. I've got a few stupid friends. So You're um, not sitting next to one, though. No, I, no, George is not stupid. George is a lot of things, but stupid is not on the list. But I, I, so, I agree. I think you can ignore your friend's advice on this one, and not because your wife is right and they're wrong, but let's, because it's not, it's not a wise move for everyone. Now, let, let's yeah. talk about it for a second, okay? What is a hedge against inflation? A hedge is literally like you think of a, a row of bushes. Right. And uh, tightly woven together so that the neighbor's dog can't get through, right? I mean, it's it's a blocker. Mm-hmm. A hedge is a blocker, a wall, to keep inflation from getting in. All inflation hedges are investments that invest in things that inflate with inflation. So right. real estate is a hedge against inflation. Investing in companies whose stock goes up and price goes up if the inflation rate goes up uh, would be a hedge against inflation. Energy Mm -hmm. company, as an example. What happens, what's a component of inflation? Gas price at the pump, right? Right. And so if you buy an energy company, you have a hedge against inflation because they are inflation. And so you own a piece of inflation, thus it's a hedge. Real estate Mm -hmm. is inflation. The rising real estate prices is a component of inflation. So that's a hedge against inflation. Tips aren't. Uh, Savings accounts aren't. So if you wanted to have a hedge against inflation, yes, real estate would be a play uh, and a good one. Uh, Yes, uh, moving some of your money into some mutual funds that are investing in stocks of companies 
that are gaining due to inflation. So you are riding the wave of inflation rather than being crushed by it. That is the definition of a hedge. That's the essence of it. And so, but aren't tips tied to inflation? So well, they, the, they, uh, they could be. Depends on what's in it. Well, I mean, I own tips uh, uh, within my IRA, but I bought they were purchased as bonds. So it, it's not a tips fund. It's, well, bonds, it's an bonds are bond. not. Bonds are not because bonds are just a debt instrument. They've got a fixed interest rate attached to them. And that is not a well, component. Maybe I'm using the wrong term. It's it's a treasury inflated protected security right. is what it's called a tip. So I, maybe yeah. it's a note. Or maybe bond is the wrong word. Well, it is a note, and it, but it has a fixed com- coupon rate. That's why it's not a component of inflation. See, if you think of, okay, lumber went up 3X during COVID, right? Went from $600 per hundred board, 600 per board foot or whatever up, up to uh, about 1500 and so in that, that is a component of inflation. And so if you owned uh, a stock in a lumber company, if you were part, participating in 84 lumber, I don't even know if it's publicly traded, but if it was and you owned in that, then you would be having a hedge against inflation. If you own a note that 80, 84 lumber company has promised to pay 8% on, it doesn't change with inflation. But the price of lumber changes and that company makes more money. So you, you got to be participating as an owner, not a lender. I see. And that, that's what moves. So if you're concerned about that, I would move some of my portfolio, and I probably would anyway, into some good mutual funds. Now, if you want to buy some real estate and you want to pay cash for it and buy real estate that doesn't require a lot of leaky toilets and midnight calls, I mean, you could buy a little small piece of commercial, a little office building, a little apartment or something, have somebody else manage it. That'd be okay. What's the size of your net worth? Uh well, total with house, IRA, everything, probably 800000 850 Way to go. Congratulations. How old are oh, you? Thank you? Well, I am, I'll be 68 shortly. After hearing you talk, I'm probably going to sit exactly where you are. I'm with your wife. <laughs> okay, she's going to be glad to hear that. Yeah, because you like, you like predictability and precision. Well, I do. I, I don't like a lot of risk in my investments, and then... Yeah. Uh, you know, I, with uh, with the passive income I have and the money yep. I have in the IRA, I'm I'm, I'm doing okay. Yeah. So I just don't know that it's worth the risk. Not knowing what's going to be in the mailbox when you open it is not your play. Right, right. And, and it is for some people. It, yeah. it, it's not for Well, me. I mean, I own rental property, and I don't know if they're going to pay every month. Sure. And that, But you know these tips are paying. Yeah, that, that's a coupon. It's just going to show up in the, in the dadgum mailbox or the electronic mailbox, whatever. I mean, your money's coming. You can It's mailbox money. You can count on it. So I, I think your life is good, and I don't think I'd screw with it because of the way, the way few, you tick. If there was a few million here, you might say, all right, it's yeah, paying cash for some that's real what estate. That's I'm looking for. But 800000 I don't think it's worth taking a huge chunk of that out to buy real estate. If you're sitting on $2 million in that, I pull five hundred out and move it towards some kind of a commercial yeah. real estate. Play. And you love real estate, but real estate is not for everyone, it, and you don't not. need it to build wealth and keep wealth. No, people can do that with their mutual funds, with their four hundred one ks and IRAs. Do it with a lot of things, but you just need to do it with something that that fits your profile. And he's got a very clear profile. Um, and part of his profile is his friends are not trustworthy. <laughs> <laughs> Time to find new friends. At sixty eight, I don't know. You've had these friends for so long. Yeah. Just keep well, it's just, we're all sitting on the front porch whittling with an opinion about economics. But, yeah. Oh, <laughs> uh, yeah. Uh, That's what friends are for. That's what wives are for, too, and husbands are for. It's good stuff. We need them all. Very good stuff. 
one of the keys to my wealth building has been slowing down enough to make sure my wife speaks into it. Sharon is the best investment Dave ever made. You heard it here first. You did. It is absolutely 40 years now. This is The Ramsey Show. George Campbell, Ramsey personality, is my co-host today. Open phones at 888-825-5225. You jump in. We'll talk about your life and your money. Candace is up next. Candace is in Tulsa, Oklahoma. Hey, Candace, how are you? Hi, Dave. I'm doing great. It's so such an honor to talk with you and George today. Thank you so much. You too. What's up? So we recently were surprised with a call um, after my uh, my husband's uncle passed away earlier this year. He had apparently put my husband down as a beneficiary beneficiary on a 401k he had at a job um, several years ago. It wasn't a job he had when he passed. So we um, inherited the 401k. It had about $50,000 in it at the time that the check was cut to my husband. So I don't, I've looked you know, talk to a few people. I know some of the rules changed as far as an inherited 401k as to um, distributions and all that. I believe it's within the first 10 years. Everything needs to get withdrawn. Yep. Um, I don't know how that looks year to year. And so I'm just calling for your clarity on that and then advice when we take those distributions, what we should do with the money. Mm. Well, you have to take a 10th a year. You're correct. Okay. It's called the drain and 10 rule. And it passed uh, the SECURE Act. Uh, it was signed into law in December, took effect at the beginning of 2020, signed into law, but right before COVID. How convenient. But, um, yeah, so you used to take an inherited IRA using the old RMD rules that required minimum distribution, but now it's a drain in 10. So you got yeah. you got good information. you got to take out a tenth every year until it's gone. Uh, then the only question of what to do with it is wherever you are on the baby steps, right? Right. So where are you guys so, at currently? So we don't have any debt but our home, and we have about 87 probably left on the mortgage. It's probably worth around 200 We have about um, – so my husband's a police officer, so he has a defined uh, benefit plan, so we don't contribute to that. It's just a pension. Um, so we don't have a 401K aside or any other you know investment aside from that pension as far as retirement. You should. You need to be up. putting 15% of your income into retirement. Do you have an emergency fund of three to six months of expenses? We have about $40,000 in savings, okay. um, not including size enough. Okay. Have, you, have you heard of our baby steps that we talk yes, about around here all the time? Yes, sir. Uh-huh. So okay. I think we need to get the emergency fund up. You have no debt except the house. So the next step would be fully funding that emergency fund at three to six months, which is probably somewhere ten to 15000 for you guys at least. All right. So we have forty. Already, I have forty thousand dollars. But mean, you said you had three thousand. You have an extra three in a different account. 
No, I'm sorry. We have $40,000 in a savings account. What was the 3000 you mentioned? I'm sorry. I didn't, I didn't mean to say 3000 if I said that. Oh, okay. I did hear that, didn't I? I, I heard okay. it, too. Okay. So, yeah, then we'd be investing 15%, and you could use part of this money to fully fund a Roth IRA if you're under the income limits. What's your household income? Uh, about 92000 a year. Yeah, do a couple of Roth IRAs are your first thing. You ought to be doing okay. that out of your budget anyway. I'll just be sitting down doing a budget and putting 15% of your income into retirement. That's baby step four. Do you have children? We have four children, and we haven't, we haven't started anything with the college. And baby savings. step five is kids' college. And with anything okay. above the 15% going into retirement and above what you do to kids' college, you throw that at the house. So it sounds to me like a fourth or a tenth of 50000 is going to be 5000 That's going to help you get baby steps four and five going. Okay. That's what it sounds okay. like. I right? appreciate it. Yeah, you, I, you see how we're doing that? So you need to sit down with a SmartVestor Pro and start working on this and figuring out what you're going to move, where you're going to move it, what it's going to be invested in, and you know, get you get something started for the kids' college, even if it's 50 bucks a piece a month. Get a little something going so you ha- so you start building the college muscle. And then you go ahead and make sure you're putting 15% of your income into retirement. And this $5,000 a year is just going to help you do those things. That's all. So, hey, good question. We appreciate you joining us. Open phones at 888-825-5225. Jacob is in North Dakota. Hi, Jacob. Welcome to the Ramsey Show. Hi, how are you guys? Better than we deserve. How can we help? Yeah, so my wife is currently in med school, and we are cash flowing it right now. Um, I just have a question because my mom, I was I was very fortunate. Uh, I was put mostly through school through her 529, and she has some leftover money in it. And um, it was just in my name, but she was wondering if she kind of wants to withdraw it, and she's wondering if she can use it to pay for my wife's med school, and then we pay her back. I don't know though if that's allowed or no. or how that works. I would not. I would not do the deal because I'm not paying her back. You don't want to be in debt to your mother. Well, we we could, we could pay her back like immediately. No, we we, we have the money sitting, but I just don't know if it's legal. Basically, oh wait, a minute. You, she's going to give you twenty thousand dollars, and you're going to give her twenty thousand dollars. Yeah. How did this benefit you? It didn't. No, but it would, uh, so she would basically be withdrawing a 529 without paying the penalties. Yeah, without paying any taxes. Huh. Yeah. So it's just a favor to her. Yeah. Well, that's sweet. Um, yeah. Uh, I, you're going to have to check a tax advisor because of the nuances in the law. You can u- use a 529 now for anyone in your immediate family. I do not know if we can consider this immediate family or not. I don't know the answer. I'm sitting here also questioning whether I'm screwing with this or not, but how much money is this? About 30. Oh, so it's uh, about 30. It is what she would be asking. Yeah. yeah. Okay. So you have $30,000 in an account. She's going to write you a check for 30 out of the 529 to pay or pay, pay for school. Right. For thirty, and then you're going to give her that money right back, and you're not going to be right. in debt. You're not yep. going to be in debt to her. Okay. No. It no, seems to, it seems like a tax efficient move. Um, 
she certainly can share it with her son. I don't know where the break point is. If her son is 60 and she's 80, can you do that? I don't know if there's a cutoff on the day, on the age. I'm not saying you're 60 and she's 80. I'm just saying these are grown people. These aren't traditional students. So, I, Yeah, I thought it was 30 somewhere, but I need to look look into that, yeah. the numbers on that. Start poking around there uh, while I'm – why weren't you poking around there while I was stammering? But anyway <laughs> – Slow to the punch. <laughs> but uh, I, the, the truth is, I just don't know the answer to your question, Jacob. Uh, and I, I was going to question whether or not it ought to be done, but I don't hear any problems with the way whether it ought to be done. I, w- I think I would do it if you can. But you need to get uh, – she needs to get reassurance that she is not ha- – it's not illegal. It's not a It's not a criminal thing. It's just a matter of whether in the event of an audit would this be disallowed. Would this be considered uh, outside the law, outside the tax law? So it's just a tax question. It's not really a, a criminal legal question. Um, it's just, uh, is this an improper use of a 529 that will be disallowed in the event of an audit? Um, and I don't know what the cutoff is. I know you're allowed to share the new 529 rules a couple of years ago that came in. Uh, it used to be siblings could share it, but now you, you literally can use your kid's 529 for you to go to school. If your kids don't use it, I mean, so it's anywhere in the family. It goes any direction back and forth. So I kind of think you can. That's I think when you dig into it, you're going to yeah. find that. Did you find anything? Well, I'm just seeing that uh, the earnings portion of any unspent funds after the beneficiary turns 30 are subject to 10% penalty. But that doesn't include if you change beneficiaries and what that would mean to the age limits. Yeah. So, so I jump on RamseySolutions.com. Sounds like if he, it sounds like if you're under 30, because you definitely could share it with your wife. You might have to roll it. You might have to put it in a 529 in your name from her name in order for you to share it with your wife because she's not blood kin to your wife. That might be the, the, the catcher. Um, check check, check with your investment pro. broker and or a um, uh, you know a smart investor pro if you're working with one or uh, a tax pro. And you can get those at ELP for tax pro as well at Ramsey Solutions. I'm sorry. I just don't. That's a weird little corner of the world. I don't know the answer to that little nuanced thing. This is The Ramsey Show. personality is my co-host today open phones at 888-825-5225 in the lobby of ramsey solutions on the debt free stage douglas and janan are with us hey guys how are you we're good how are you better than we deserve where do y'all live raleigh north carolina raleigh awesome great town welcome to nashville thank you and here to do a debt-free scream how much did you pay off Hundred thirty thousand. Good for you. How long did that take? Thirty nine months. All right. And your range of income during that time? Uh, One seventy five to two hundred. Cool. What do y'all do for a living? Uh, we both work in the insurance industry. Great. Very good. What kind of uh, debt was the one hundred thirty thousand? Um, we had student debt, car debt. We were kind of poor, car poor for a while. We were definitely upside down on two cars. And um, yeah. credit cards. Yeah. Ah. Okay. How much of the one thirty was cars? Uh, 
close to that would have been forty forty eight thousand. Ah, okay, a bunch of it. Yeah, okay. <laughs> cool. So, what happened thirty nine months ago that put you on this journey to the Ramsey Way? We met some awesome people that were debt free, and we got together and started doing a group, and that really helped motivate us. But more than that, we were just tired of arguing about money, <laughs> and so when this group was presented and they're just awesome supports and we just said that this is where we want to be and we're so excited that we accomplished it perfect a financial peace university class or just a group yeah no it was the it was the class itself okay but we continue to meet once a month i mean they're you know we're we're still meeting even now that we're we're debt free and moving into the next step good um i love it and it's it's you guys became close yes yeah (laughs) wow did this group start like in a church or was this friends that decided to do this friends friends wow that's Good awesome. You. So Very you went, hey, these people are debt-free. Maybe they could uh, show us the way. Absolutely. That and Dave Ramsey. Wow. <laughs> awesome. awesome. Well, we're honored. Very cool, you guys. Very cool. So you've been working on this a little over three years. That's a long journey. Yeah. What At the time, we thought, oh, my goodness, it's going to take us forever. Forever, but yeah. It, it just kind of came, and it went so quickly that, you know, it's awesome that we stayed with it, and now we're on the next journey. So. What was the hardest part? probably getting on the same page um probably like looking and saying hey you know how much debt do we really have and how much we kept a secret the communication the communication piece in the in the beginning i think we we had our head in the sand and we didn't really want to talk about what we both knew were were issues with our finances and when we started the class we finally started to have open communications and and that's really it's improved our marriage but it's also really improved our direction um, as far as our financial journey is concerned. Wow. So where did that come from, this kind of hiding, hey, I don't want to be upfront and totally honest about this? Was there just shame? Shame. And baggage yeah. associated with these decisions? Yeah. No, I think it was shame as as much as anything. Mm. So, was it free? And it was easier. It was easier not to talk about it. Yeah. So um, I didn't worry about it much when we weren't talking about it. Of course. <laughs> but then there was some freedom, it sounds like, in just saying, all right, it's all on the table. Here Absolutely. it is. We're going to attack this together. Absolutely. And it was nice to see that she was being as bad as I was. So <laughs> made you feel better. It did. Thanks. Like, it well, did. now that you've told me, I've got one for you. <laughs> oh, my and goodness. And I see yours, and I raise you a <laughs> MasterCard. <laughs> yeah. What was the most surprising thing uh, about the journey for you guys as you started paying off debt? So I guess the one thing that we want to make sure we tell on our journey is he was diagnosed with a very serious medical condition last year. And so it really didn't put us off track, but we kept looking back going, oh my goodness, if we would have been in debt and had this extra amount that we had to pay tremendous amount of money for medical, we probably wouldn't have made it through because we would have been fighting all the time and it was just been so stressful. And so I guess that's the biggest story we like to tell people. And from the time of my diagnosis to, um, to the, to the end of debt free, um, we actually paid more the last year, um, than we did the first two years. We, we, we just, it, it gave us a focus, um, that I don't know we would have had otherwise. And, uh, um, this just got real. Yeah, yeah. It, it, it did. So, yeah. but wow, how you doing now? I'm doing well. Good, good. I'm glad to hear that. Good stuff. So now that you've uh, been in a group and you are successful, you paid off a hundred and thirty thousand dollars. That's amazing. What do you tell people the key to getting out of debt is? To stick with it and just you know, I say do small goals because I'm a 
goal-oriented person. Mm-hmm. So I'm always saying, okay, set those goals, you know, and then when you accomplish it, get to the next goal. So to me, it was always fun, I guess, if you call being in debt and credit card debt fun. But um, the traction is that fun. You hit the next one and yeah. then you'd be like, okay, our next goal is this. And, you know, we'd be like, hey, do we go out to eat this weekend? And we're like, uh, no. She's all um, about She's all about getting to the next number, and yeah. so even to the point that we would, we would rob ourselves of of other things that we maybe was going to use that money for just to get to that next number. I like it, um, and ah, it, it gazelle well intensity right there. And it there. did build some oh, yeah. momentum. Yeah, we really listened did. to that a lot on yeah. the group. That's our favorite awesome. video, by the yeah. way. <laughs> That's pretty incredible. Well done, y'all. Very cool. So I'm seeing three things here that stood out to me. You said you need a goal. You need a plan, and you need other people. Yeah. And when you yeah. have those three things, I mean, you just feel invincible. You could run through a wall, and these people are still with you today. I assume, mm-hmm. is this like a cheer squad you brought? It There's is. like 17 it people. Is. I don't it think is. I have that many friends. That's impressive. <laughs> Good for you guys. I think the support is huge through this, and... and you know, there's there's people in this group that have made some of the same dumb mistakes we made, and to be able to see that someone had made those mistakes and found their way out of the hole, um, it, it gave us, you know, it gave us a roadmap, and it was it, it's been great through the whole process. Yeah, way to go, you guys! Congratulations, we're proud of you. Thank you. Well done, you. heroes. Well done. <laughs> Got a copy of Baby Steps Millionaires for you. That's the next chapter in your story, How Ordinary People Built Extraordinary Wealth. How you can, too. Uh, we've also got a copy of Total Money Makeover for you to give away to someone and uh, Financial Peace University membership for a year. And you can give that to someone since you guys have already got a group and doing it. That's cool because a lot of the FPU groups become lifelong friends. It's not mm-hmm. unusual at all. And the coordinators particularly become uh, lifelong friends with the people in the group. So very cool. Congratulations, you guys. Well done. Thank you. Douglas and Janan in Raleigh, North Carolina. 130000 paid off in 39 months, making one seventy-five to two hundred. Count it down. Let's hear a debt-free scream. Three, two, two one. one. We're debt-free. Yeah. Woo! <laughs> They did it! Boom! It feels like life always happens on the debt-free journey. Yep. Very rarely is someone like, it was just smooth. There's always some big hiccup, but it's it almost feels apropos because you go, this is why we're doing this. Back, so, when I, back in the day when we were starting Financial Peace University and I was still leading the classes, teaching them live before video wow. and all that stuff, we would always just tell people when they join the class, um, one of the things you need to know, as soon as you join the class, your transmission's going to go out. Mm. I mean, because like the number of people that came through the class in the old days, and their transmission would just fall out of the car. It was unbelievable. It's like there's always something going to come at you to test you, like to see if you're really going to do this. Mm. It's like the devil is testing to see if you're really going to work God's plan, you know? It's like, this is a test of the emergency money network. I mean, it's like, they're just going to check you, see if you're real or not. Yeah. And, man, they had a real test there because medical is a lot more than, that's a lot bigger than transmissions for sure. A lot bigger deal. Very cool. Very, very cool. Well done, you guys. Hey, George and Rachel Cruz and I, along with Dr. John Deloney and Ken Coleman, will be doing live events this fall, and they're just about all sold out. Uh, we've got a little bit of seats left in Phoenix on September the 12th. The 13th is already sold out. Sacramento sold out November the 1st. Minneapolis, November the 10th. And San Antonio, November the 15th. I think there's 20 seats left there or something. Wow. Um, it's not many. If you want to come to these Building Wealth events, uh, 
That's the dates. They're September and they're November, and we would love to have you. They're only $25 to come for the night, and a four-pack starting as low as $60. Do like those folks in the debt-free scream. Get some friends. Come Get you fr- some. Come Borrow some if you have to. And people are loving this. We'll be signing books, taking pictures, hanging out with you guys, as well as talking to you about building wealth. These events sell out very, very quickly. Just a handful of seats left at all of them. Please get your tickets immediately. Building wealth at RamseySolutions.com slash events. Ramsey personality. Open phones at 888-825-5225. He's my co-host today. Ryan is with us in Atlanta. Hi, Ryan. Welcome to the Ramsey Show. Hello. How are you? Better than I deserve. What's up? Um. So basically, I was just kind of came in contact with your show after um, a whole life insurance seller was trying to get me to buy that and I uh, watched a few of your videos and basically have been ignoring him since then and it got me thinking <laughs> one about one down one down <laughs> <laughs> oh he's called me about seven or eight times since then but he made a whole portfolio for me which was nice of him um, just use the block feature I'm, yeah well it's kind of nice watching the ring um, basically I'm just kind of in the side to trying to figure out what I want to do with my extra cash until I go back to school. Just bought a house, um, so I do have a mortgage as of now, first time home buyer. I have about $15,000 on my car left, but I have about $65,000 in the bank right now. And I just, I never really have been introduced into the financial world, um, so I'm not really sure what I need to start doing. Do you have any other debt other than the car and the mortgage? Uh, No. What's your income? Um, so mine kind of fluctuates with my job um, since I'm kind of a travel nurse. Right now, this year, it would be probably about 120 to 130. What's and the uh, fiance. What's the go back to school? Uh, I want to get my PhD and keep going to school. I love education, so it's just it's more of a personal goal for me. And it will also bump my salary up to about 180 to 190, depending on where I am. Do you have the money to pay for school? That are, I have the 65000 and that is it right now. Um, I do have a fiancé that works right now. She makes uh, right at six figures, and um, so it would basically be between that and probably student loan, sadly. When are you guys getting married? Uh, April of this coming year. Um, most of the wedding stuff is already paid for and planned. I probably still have another seven, $8,000 put down on the wedding um, that I'm just expecting. I'm sure some unexpected costs will come up. And when does school start? Um, I'm, I still have to get accepted, but my tentative plan um, is hopefully fall of 2023. Um, but I'm going to keep applying until I go back. Okay, so you'll do, be married. Do you, uh, wait a do you, if you go back and start working on your PhD, is that an adult education thing where you keep working? I cannot keep working to it. It's a, a CRNA program, which is nurse anesthesia. 
Yeah. And a lot of programs will not let you work while you're doing it because it is basically full-time. Um, summers, winters, everything. Yeah, it's a two-year deal, right? At three years. Three, okay. Right. So you'll be living off her income for three years at that point? At that point, yes, sir. Which is about 100000 She makes, I think, before taxes, 115 Okay. So here's um, what I would do if I were in your shoes. And you're fairly new to our stuff, uh, but we've been teaching this stuff around Ramsey for about 30 years now. And uh, basically the question we're always trying to ask is, what is the shortest distance between where you are and wealthy? And uh, not because rich is everything or something like that, but, you know, what is the, the fastest right path? Now, not the shortest distance, but the fastest right path that doesn't bankrupt you or put you at high risk or something like that. So what we do know is that um, the number one key to wealth building is to free up your largest wealth building tool, which is your income. So avoiding debt and getting out of debt and staying out of debt is going to be a solid tenant that all of our data and experience leads us to. So okay. in your situation, what does that mean? It means I'm paying off your car today. Okay. Now you're debt-free but the house, okay? Yes, sir. Um, and then when you all are married, you're going to have a 200000 plus year income until you go back to school. I'm going back to school when I can map out how between my income now and her income later, we can live in cash flow school, no debt. Nurse anesthesia okay. is a great career field. The ROI on that degree is excellent in most cases. Uh, yes, I strongly recommend you do this, not just because you like education, but because you will make a lot of money for the money you spend. However, yeah. having said that, you know and I know that the school you can go to, there's a wide spectrum of expenses. You can go to the expensive nurse anesthesia school or you can go to the not expensive one. You're going to go to the not expensive one since you're paying cash. Even if you get accepted only to the expensive one, you're going to apply to the non expensive one until you get in. Okay. A lot of people in your shoes feel so honored. And I finally got into this very difficult program, and they let me in, and they're going to charge me so much that my grandchildren will still be in debt. But it's a great honor. Bull crap. It is not a great honor. You just got screwed. That's what that is. And that happens in the medical field every day, dude. I've worked with MDs and nurses for 30 years that regretted where they chose to go get their degree. Because I got to tell you, right before they stick a needle in my arm, before they put before you put me under, I have never once asked one of you people where you went to school. Would you sacrifice where you're living and yes. basically where you're rooted in right now to go to the cheaper school? Yes. For the two schools in Georgia have about a hundred and fifty thousand dollar tuition difference. Yeah. And there you go. They are both great schools. Yeah. It, I made you um, just made my case. Yes. <laughs> yes. And that's where. And I'm neither one of them trained to train people to kill people. You know. Yes, sir. In both cases, you can. You know. You, you can administer anesthesia safely. I mean, oh, my God. And, and in both cases, you're going to come out making 400 k. I mean, it's a sweet ride you're signing up for. I totally endorse your path. But just the, the way you go about your path, use some freaking wisdom. Yes, sir. 
and you do that man you're gonna be you're gonna be lining up this thing up so it's pretty simple y'all make a couple of hundred a year uh you get the cars paid mm-hmm. off you guys you, you know you pile up money you just stack cash and then you get married you stack more cash and if you start spring of 24 instead of fall of 23 and you go to the right school you can cash flow what i'm talking about here you got the money coming yes, in you can stack the cash i can hear the numbers and our plan, if I did go, of course, and I'm hoping to go to the least expensive school, was to rent out basically the house that we just bought now. I've already looked in our HOA. They do allow rentals. And basically, so we won't have to sell this, keep the property. And be fine, or it'd be okay to sell mortgage. it. Be okay to sell it. There's a lot yeah, of houses. A lot of houses in Atlanta, you can get one when you come back. You're going to be gone three years. <laughs> and while you're studying, yeah. while you got your nose in the books, you may not want to be screwing with renters. I don't know. And so what about the cash that I have now? Should I just keep saving it yep, or should yep. I start pay off the car, pay off the car today and stack cash. We're going to, we're going to go get our, we're going to go be a nurse anesthetist and we're going to pay cash for it. And I got to stack cash my whole life for the next 18 months is stacking cash. That works for me. I can eat chicken and rice daily. <laughs> hey man, game on. You're, you're right on. Cause see you come out with no debt, dude, what you're going to be making, what she's going to be making as young as y'all are. You're going to be so freaking rich. It's going to be unbelievable. Yeah, that's kind of what we're hoping for. Yeah, because you didn't you didn't handcuff yourself yeah. and, and put yourself in shackles, the shackles of slavery on the way in. I've got a family who's in the CRNA program now in med school and seeing the amount of debt they are in. I can't breathe. I mean, oh, we're talking half a million dollars in it's debt. Unbelievable! And so, seeing his situation where it's very much possible to cash flow this whole experience and be making three fifty household income with no debt, it changes everything. Yep, absolutely, absolutely. So here's the thing. Uh, hang on, we're going to sign you up for uh, Financial Peace University. You and your fiance go through as our guest, and uh, we'll figure out what we're doing then. So sign up for Financial Peace University. Hang on, Austin will pick up and we'll get you doing that as a as a wedding pre- an early wedding present get you guys going in the right direction so it's incredible well i think we saved him from whole life and med school debt who knew it could happen wow. all in one day that's pretty cool it's, i think we actually got that one that's I incredible think I, I think i heard the light our work on. is done for the day we've done our good deed I, I think we did our job for the day and saving him from whole life might be the be- i mean that would just makes me happy oh Goodness that's gracious that's those guys will pester you to no end that's just so fun There's a lot of fun going on in that call. This is The Ramsey Show. Dave here. You can find all of our shows with the Ramsey Network app on your smartphone. It's the only place to listen to the entire back catalog of episodes. Download the Ramsey Network app in your favorite app store today.